Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Hello world. Welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. Hello, world, and welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. It is Tuesday, September 12th. So good to be with all of you tonight. So thankful for our good friend and producer, Owen Stevens, for being with me tonight on the program and for filling in yesterday. You had a phenomenal show, Owen, um, and covering really important topics for sure. Yeah, we um, for anybody that didn't see it, it's um, a conversation with Noelle Florio. She was a public school teacher in uh, the city, so downstate, and she yeah. was labeled psychotic by her school district um, with something called the thirty twenty A. It's what they hand teachers when when teachers refuse to comply, especially when as it relates um, and pertains to the COVID lockdowns and masking. So she refused to mask, and yeah. she had a medical exemption, but. Um, because of that, they fired her, labeled her as a psycho, like a psycho, like literally like she had, they, they paid a psychologist and psychiatrists, they paid them off in order to, uh, label her as that. So that, um, it painted an example for every teacher. And this is one of the things I wanted to just let everybody know. Teachers are also victims of this tyrannical institution, like our public schools. It's not just the students. There are plenty of teachers that are, you know, hamstrung into, stuff that they don't want to do. And so um, and anybody that wants to go listen, go listen to uh, the interview. It's on, um, it was on Monday show with Noel Florio. Yeah, we appreciate you. And I appreciate you filling in. Uh, the theme of today is non-compliance. It is refusal to comply in the, re- in the repercussions. As we move into the post 2020 era, we know that they, they want the Gestapo. We know that they want the quarantine camps. We know that they want the blind compliance. And the question is, are we going to do that in the United States of America? And that's going to be the overall umbrella topic of tonight's show. We have so much to get to. And again, oh, and thanks for filling in for me yesterday. We're going to cover a lot tonight on the program. We are going to talk about very important oral arguments tomorrow right here in Rochester, New York, Bobby Ann Cox. 
is going to be defending her win at 50 East Avenue. We're going to talk to you about that event. We're going to talk to you about the Children's Health Defense bus, which is also coming tomorrow to Rochester, New York on the same day, just right down the road. They're going to be at Bethel Christian Fellowship from 1 to 6.30 p.m. We're going to talk about the Brownstone retreat that I was at. Uh, I mentioned that Owen filled in for me yesterday. I was gone all weekend. It was a three, a full three-day retreat in Connecticut with Jeffrey Tucker at the Brownstone Institute, and it was unbelievable. There is so much to glean. I learned so much at this retreat. It was less a retreat and more a meeting. We were in sessions all day, every day from nine in the morning until, uh, you know, four or 5 p.m. each day. I learned so much, met so many amazing people. And I'm going to fill you in on all of that. We're also going to hit some of the news of the day, the, the bombshell statement from California Governor Gavin Newsom saying now we need to be we, we need to be humbled. And he would, quote, do things differently regarding covid lockdowns. Mind blown after all of this. Yet our political candidates still fail to talk about the massive societal, cultural, economic and in physical harm that has come to this country because of the COVID lockdowns and Operation Warp Speed. Also, the New Mexico governor declaring, apparently, the Constitution is dead on arrival. She's banning guns, all right? she she's The, the crime is out of control in Democrat left-wing cities and, frankly, cities across the United States of America. That has to do with jailbreak policies, both at the federal level and the state and local levels. They are not incarcerating. They are messing with bail. They are letting hardened criminals out on the street. They won't protect our border or shut the border. So criminals are coming in from all angles. They lose control and they decide that the the solution to that in the epidemic of crime in American cities, according to this New Mexican governor, is to ban guns. Well, she tried and there's been a lot of pushback, a lot of refusal to comply. Again, the theme of the of the show today, right? It is a very important story, and we're going to get to that as well. But first, Owen, we have some housekeeping to take care of because there's a mm-hmm. lot happening. There's a lot happening in the next week. Um, so I'm going to give you guys some show updates and upcoming events. Um, first and foremost, it is the day after um, 9-11. And so I wasn't here yesterday to mention it, but such a catastrophe, still so many unanswered questions about 9-11 and what happened on that day. Now suffering through COVID-19 lockdowns and the coup d'etat, the 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 reign of the administrative state and these kind of shadowy government uh you know apparatchiks, it's it it puts 9-11 in a whole new light, doesn't it? That did we yeah. get the full story, right? Um, um, absolutely. It's tragedy. weird to see yeah. how it, how it becomes more mainstream. And, you know, this is the thing that I think is happening is that a lot of these, you know, they might've been called conspiracy theories in the past. And, and, and now it seems like they're very mainstream and you ask normal people now and they'll tell you it was pretty sketchy that there are sketchy things, you know, that people notice building so seven sketchy. and everything like that. Even Tucker Carlson talking about that, like it's, it's moving mainstream now. We're in this very bizarre space in the United States of America where there's this growing understanding that everything they've told us is a lie and that that most of the problems that we face in this country are probably inflicted upon us by our own government or government agencies 
that the people running things are not the people we elect. They're not the people that we see in the Senate or the House of Representatives or even the presidents. It's the people behind the people behind the people. And we know and they know and they know we know and we know they know we know and everyone knows and we're all just kind of like, (laughs) what is happening, right? And so I look at the coverage of 9-11 and, and you see all the coverage on mainstream news media and you remember where you were on that day. I remember where I was on that day. And, and I rewatched the videos and I am such a different person today than I was so many years ago. I don't trust anything they told us on those days. Yeah, I'm different anything. too. I was one years old, yeah. so I was very trusting of the system back then. Um, as a one-year-old, I, uh, seeing that I, I knew instantly it was something fishy was going on. Well, and we thought that catastrophe, I mean, we thought that altered the course of human civilization and much in many ways it did, but you know, COVID-19 comes around 2020 and says, hold my beer. Like, let's, let's really do this. Mm -hmm. And much of that, the discussion at the Brownstone retreat centered around the scope of the catastrophe in, in every aspect of American life and even in throughout Western civilization. So we're going to get to that a little bit later in the program, but let's do some updates. Um, I'm getting so excited. Uh, this is the last week guys of the Shannon joy show, um, airing on the 5 PM live on rumble and Twitter. We are moving the show to a new time. Now, first of all, for those of you who love watching the show at 5 p.m., you will still be able to watch the show at 5 p.m. on Rumble and Twitter. It will just be a replay. Um, We are going to move the show time to 11 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday, live on Rumble and Twitter. Then you'll be able to get the replay on all of your favorite podcast platforms mm-hmm. and also on News Radio Wham 1180 every evening at 9 p.m. You'll be able to catch the show via audio. So we have all the same platforms. We're just moving the time of the show. And there are a couple reasons why we're doing this. First of all, Owen, I'm really nervous about this. I mean, once again, speaking of stumbling and my, bumbling my way through my career and <laughs> all of the platforming. I really just jump, we jump in with both feet and we don't look back, but it's going to be, it's going to, there might be some bumps in the road. Technically we are supposed to, to start on the new time next Monday. Correct. Thanks for listening to the Shannon joy show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, And they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy 
and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code Shannon. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code Shannon, you'll get 15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Yes. Next Monday is when it's going to start. I mean, I think there's going to be a learning curve and, you know, it'll be fun, but also for the audience and everybody that's listening, you know, it's going to be a new thing. Um, I actually think it's for the best. And because, you know, going live is a lot of fun. And now everybody that's listening, you're going to be able to participate in a big, big way, calling in Mm -hmm. and giving us your opinions. That's what we want to hear. Um, You know, we we talk a lot about localism and this is the most that that's what that is. So we're very excited. Well, this is what's exciting. Yeah. And well, and the, yeah, that is, that's the big announcement is, you know, the reason that we are moving um, the the time frame to 11 a.m. is so that we can be set up with producers to take live callers, hopefully every day on the show. So the format of the show is going to change a little bit. Um, we're going to start off every day with 10 minutes of news and analysis and update, and then we'll move in for you know about a half an hour of the show into interviews or other topical developments and then that'll be about 30 minutes and the last 20 or 30 minutes every day of every show we are opening up the show nationwide to callers all over the country so that you can ask questions you can comment you can you can direct us to news stories or developments that maybe you think we should be covering. And this is something that I've really been missing with my audience. Most of you don't know, but I started out in terrestrial radio and I was live at noon every day on a small radio station in Western New York. The reason I decided not to go at noon, I'm just going to be completely honest. I didn't want to go up against Steve Dace. <laughs> That's why we chose 11 a.m. I know we're on different platforms, um, but we share a a large audience and I just figured let's do 11 a.m. But one of my my favorite elements of that show was the energy, the producer, the bumper music, the callers and getting Mm -hmm. input from all of you. I said so many times to my audience that I learn so much more from all of you than I do from, you know, many other sources. And you guys direct me in in places that I wouldn't normally go. So I'm really, really interested in getting back to that. And we've lost an element of that, you know, in, in 2020, Owen, I was um, at iHeart Studios. <clears throat> and so I was still on terrestrial radio. And part of our deal, I've always been independent, but part of our deal for them carrying my show was to give me a little bit of office space and a little bit of studio space to do my show. So I had a producer, there was a lot of energy there. And when COVID-19 happened, they shut down. iHeart shut down all over the country. And I'll never forget, I was dumbfounded. I could not believe that they were kicking us all out of the office. And and at that time it was two weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember packing up a little box on, you know, in my desk and and getting some of my personal items because I knew I was going to be gone for two weeks. 
And it was very quiet in the office because a lot of people had already left. And I was like the last woman standing because I wasn't afraid from the very beginning. Right. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I knew something was up. And so, but I'll never forget, I'm, I get in the elevator and one of the sales girls gets in with me and we were very friendly. I'd been there for a few years. And, um, so we're chatting and she has her little box as well. And we get in the elevator, we go down the elevator and she says to me, okay, I'll see you in two weeks. And I said to myself, I am never going to see this girl ever again. That was that my immediate thought. I am never going to see this girl again. And I have not been in that office or that studio since. And I tell this story because that moved me into the season of my show and career where I was literally monologuing. It was me talking to a wall, Owen, for over a year. It was miserable. It was terrible. I was so desperate. I even dragged in devastatingly handsome Dr. Joy to come in and do the show with me, but he didn't really like it. So it ended ended up just being me for almost a full year. And I would have an occasional guest, right? But it just, the show lost all of that energy and, and that element. And I've been at home ever since, desperately trying to get back to that space where there was that energy and we were able to take those callers. And so in, you know, 2020, it was just me. In 2021 and 22, that was when I really started to bring in the guests. I got sick of the sound of my own voice. And I'm like, it can't just be me anymore. And that's when I started to really go out and bring in all of the guests, the people that you have come to to love and see on this show on a regular basis are Ed Dowds and Jeffrey Tucker and Dr. McCullough and Dr. Malone and Naomi Wolf. And so that season was uh, really less about me and more about those guests. Well, 2023 is going to be about you. It's going to be about the audience. It's it's going to be about what you guys think, because I don't know that there's another platform out there that really does that robust back and forth with callers. Even on talk radio, it seems as if they do fewer callers than Rush Limbaugh did. I don't know. I don't really listen to it a whole lot, but a lot of times you get the sense that the callers are pre-screened and they're not really getting through. And we'll be doing a little bit of screening with the callers on every show, but not a whole lot. I really want this to be organic natural. I don't mind defending myself. You can yell at me. You can ask me questions. You can tell me you disagree with me. I love it. I welcome it. I'm open to it. And I really am just getting the sense that I want to hear from you guys. I I want to hear what you think about the things that we're talking about. And it's, it's so much richer. It's so much more organic when there's a voice, when you can go back and forth and social media is great. And the typing is great. And I'm sure we'll be reading your comments on Rumble because um, we're going to have the capacity to do that. It's one of the reasons we're moving. It's just it's we can work it with my schedule, with the producer's schedule. It's just better all around. But forgive us as we, again, stumble and bumble through this. It's going to be a lot of mistakes, but I just want you guys to know I'm so excited. I'm just so excited. Right, on. It's going to be a blast. It reminds me of Michael yeah. Savage's uh, show, the Savage Nation kind of show, how he brings on callers like that. I don't think we'll yell yeah. at people as aggressively as he does, but uh, I'm really excited, yeah. especially to hear how people are doing individually um, as it pertains to the vaccine, mm-hmm. any vaccine injuries. Like, you know, we're going to be able to really talk about, you know, people, if you want to bring your personal testimony, that's really what it's about. If you, Everybody's got an amazing yeah. story. What 2020 did is it gave everybody their own unique story, you know, how they, how you fought for freedom yourself in your own life. And it's different than anybody else did. You had to go through your own hurdles and struggles 
And um, we know that and we're very, very excited to be able to offer everybody the opportunity to share. Thanks for listening to the Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Yeah. And there is a a similarity and a commonality to all of our experiences. And that's one of the things I drew from the Brownstone retreat. Um, I was in Connecticut for the past, you know, three, four days um, among giants. I mean, uh, uh, the the intellectual capacity that was in that room was, I mean, mind blowing. But what you draw from from that though is all of these different people from different people from different walks of life life different educational um you know histories different socioeconomic demographics different ages male female but there was that there was that one common bond of being in this this horrible horrible catastrophe of civilization and knowing that 80% of the people around us t- we had no clue. Right. Yeah. And here we are screaming yeah. in the wilderness, thinking that we're alone, all of us individually in our own silos across Western civilization, thinking like, am I crazy? Right. In 2020. And then slowly finding each other. Um, those stories that they shared, the people that I was with over the weekend are the same stories that I hear from all of you. And they're the stories that I want to hear. And so um, changing up the format is necessary. We need to hear from you. That's, it's, yeah. you know, I'm sensing that in a very real way and I want to hear from you. And I think that you guys are going to provide just this wonderful tapestry um, that is going to make this show uh, different and I think better than a lot of the other shows. And it's going to be because of you guys. All right. So that is big announcement. Number one, we have a lot of other big announcements, a lot of things to get to today on the program. The theme is resistance. It's refusal to comply. And we're going to talk about that in a couple, a couple different ways. Um, but we also are going to give you a lot coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So let's go to break. Owen. we'll continue yep. the show right here on the Shannon joy show. When we come back. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. Again, remember, next week, starting on Monday, new time for the Shannon Joy Show, we will be on Rumble and Twitter live at 11 a.m. Eastern time every day. 
We are going to do 10 minutes of news and analysis, roughly 30 minutes with guest interviews, and then the last 20 minutes of the show dedicated to all of you. You can get anything you want off your chest, ask questions, challenge me. Um, We want to make this super organic, and that's going to be the new format of the show. Now, I do reserve the right, Owen, to completely blow up the agenda and the format on the show, given the news of the day. So something might happen, and we just need to process as an audience. Maybe we'll do a whole show of callers. That's the beauty of all of this. We're going to make sure that it's reflective of you know what's going on on a daily basis. We're going to be there. I've I've always told you guys I'm on this roller coaster, white knuckled with all mm. of you. <laughs> we are in this together, and um, we've got a lot of work to do over the next couple of years, we're in the middle of this, Owen. It is by no means over. If that was the theme of last week, we had a killer lineup of guests, just bangers last week on the show, Owen. We had Ed Dowd, who told us emphatically, this is nowhere near over. Sasha Latipova, amazing interview as she uh, comes and reports from her own eyewitness experience that the killing hospitals are still operating. And she recounted a harrowing experience with her own loved one. It was an insane interview. What year was that, by the way? What year was? With the remdesivir, with her, um, I believe it was her family member. It was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So people who think this is over, nowhere near over. Highland Hospital, Rochester, New York, our stomping grounds. I don't know why all of this bad stuff happens in Rochester, New York, but it just seems like there's something about this city that is a little bit nutty. But that was an insane interview. Steve Dace, uh, he said, you know, if you think Trump is inevitable, think again. It's a banger of a show. Josh Hammer on Friday. I want to encourage all of you guys to go back and check out those interviews. Um, I had I didn't promote as much last week, Owen, because I was consumed. I mean, traveling with the Brownstone retreat and, you know, pre-recording shows, it was just, it was kind of a nightmare. But um, if you guys missed those shows, make sure you go back and check them out. Big event tomorrow. We're just getting through a little bit of housekeeping here. Huge, huge event tomorrow, guys, in Rochester, New York. Bobby Ann Cox, an attorney out of downstate Westchester County, will be coming to Rochester, New York. She is going to defend her win in a uh, appeals court that is at 50 East Avenue. We are bringing a huge crowd, huge rally. People are showing up at 9 a.m. tomorrow in Rochester, New York. Mm. In fact, I got an email (laughs) from Anne Marie. God bless her heart. She's driving in from Nyack, New York. And she she emails me and says, hey, listen, it's, you know, it's a few hours, but she's driving in for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And she said, uh, if anyone needs a ride, I have room for three other people in my car. Like, this is just our movement. Our people are so unbelievably amazing that she would reach out and open up her car to strangers. But I mean, this is the movement. This is what we've done in New York and in counties across the country. And so people are going to be turning up from all over New York State. I'm hearing from everyone. It's going to be a huge rally. We're going to support her at 9 a.m. Oral arguments are at 10 a.m. And she is fighting with all of us, for all of us, against the illegal, unconstitutional quarantine and, frankly, terrifying quarantine camp, concentration camp regulations that are currently existing on the books in New York State. 
a, a judge smacked them down. She won in court. He declared them unconstitutional or illegal. I didn't read you know, all of it. But Kathy Hochul is now coming back. They desperately want to mm -hmm. keep those concentration camps and those regulations in place. And that's why they're fighting for them. We need to come and be a show of force that this is not going to happen in New York. And as we know what happens in New York, um, so go the coasts. So goes the country. That's what I'll never forget. Mary Holland of Children's Health Defense telling me in a conversation. They they purposefully do this in California and New York, and then they try to export it to the rest of the country. And this is why we have got to win this battle. Epic Times, uh, Bobby Ann is reporting, is going to be there, and they are going to be live streaming her oral arguments which start at 10 a.m. So it's going to be a really exciting day tomorrow for sure. Yeah, I'd like to just make the point that I don't think that this stuff comes from California or just the big cities. This stuff comes from China. And um, oh, we, yeah. if you yeah. go, I, I'd encourage everybody to just look up Chinese quarantine and see what people in China have to live with a surveillance yeah. state where they cannot enter into any place without, you know, like a facial scan where they're scanning your eyes, scanning your body, tracking your movements. You know, they've they've barbed wire fences, just locking people in. And I really do think that that is what they want. I think that China mm -hmm. is the example for these Western rulers that we have right now, yes. this regime 100%. that we have right now. That's yep. the example that 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 they want to follow. So, you know, Trudeau even said that he said we have to look to China, Justin Trudeau, of course. So the Biden administration is not far behind. Yes. And that was actually a theme at the Brownstone Institute retreat that there was general consensus in the room that this was indeed that, that China is the template. They, they are not necessarily the perpetrators, the, the, the perpetrators. I mean, they they have a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of power. It's those kind of shadowy global gazillionaires who no one really knows who they are. And they're really trying to do this, but they, you know, they're using, they, they love what China is doing. The one child policy, the surveillance state, the totalitarianism, the, the mask, China has been masking forever. And so yes. that's the, you know, yep. that now we, you look around and you go to airports now and there are going to be people who are masking forever. Sorry to say, but that's just what yeah. we've become. And so we're going to start looking a lot more like China, especially if we have annual COVID fear mongering that just goes on, which is exactly yeah. what they did in China. And people in China are mm -hmm. deathly afraid of germs. They're all germaphobes. It's a country of a billion germaphobes. That's basically what they've created with their conditioning. And if you don't think it can happen here, you're incorrect. It will. It already has well, that's something in a lot of ways. Well, and we're going to, it's uh, it's interesting in terms of how important this case is, is. People don't realize how close we came, how close we came in 2020 and 2021. If they had succeeded, if there hadn't been this massive, robust, you know, 20% to 30% who refused to comply, who refused to lock down, refused to mask, refused to vaccinate, um, they would have put these things in place and they would have just uh, ran right over all of our liberties. And later yeah. in the program, we're going to, I mean, this is especially meaningful to me because again, in Rochester, New York, we, we started protesting on May 1st. I mean, we did not take kindly to lockdowns. There are a couple counties across the country that really just had a, some organizational impact. And, you know, personally myself is being part of that that movement 
Um, I had the brown shirts come to my house. I had the armed police officers with contact tracers come to my house to intimidate me and my husband and my family over quarantine orders, right? In 2021. Then just a few months later, I was arrested over masking at a school board meeting, right? And we're going to show that. I'm going to show you guys. I have some new video. It's not new video, but I don't think anyone has seen it. Most people see the video of my Facebook live. And we're going to do that. We'll do that a little bit later in the program, Owen, yeah. when we when we go over the context, because I have just a few more items um, in terms of events coming up that I want to go through. But we're going to have a more of a conversation on how close we got to quarantine camps, literally the seizure of human beings and the the transporting them to offsite locations without an attorney, without uh, even the ability to call their loved ones and tell them where they are. That's what these regulations said. That's what we're fighting against tomorrow. Yeah. And, and I actually think we we reached quarantine camp status with the nursing homes. I mean, people were forbidden to enter and leave and they were killed. Mm. And so, you know, yeah. I think it already happened and there there's no shame. There's shamelessness among you know about what happened and and oh sure. Just very yeah. sad to see. It's just it's ask disgusting. yourself. Ask yourself this question, why in counties across the United States of America, in our county, in Monroe County, we are witnessing malls, okay, shopping centers and malls being transformed into healthcare facilities, right? What are they doing? Like, what what are they anticipating when our, our American malls now need to be converted into healthcare facilities? And this is happening all over the country. Right. What do they know that we don't know or what do they want to happen? Right. In the future. What is the new economic model? What, it's clearly not consumerism anymore. It's not, you know, the good old 1980s American mall where you went and you consumed. Right. Because that, you know, that something else is up. Right. And so people need to be aware of this. So tomorrow, 9 a.m. 50 East Avenue in Rochester, New York, at the Court of Appeals. We are going to stand behind Bobby and Cox. We're going to pack that courtroom. And amazing that Epic Times is going to be here. They are going to be live streaming uh, her oral arguments, which is really cool. Um, right after, the, I mean, the the serendipity, the, the serendipitous nature of uh, so much is happening right now, Owen, is crazy. Because it also just so happens that the children's health defense bus, the vaxxed, unvaxxed bus with Polly Tommy, which is going to be traveling across the United States of America. You may have seen Bobby Kennedy's picture of the bus as it uh, pulled out and began its journey. They are going across the country to get the stories of COVID-19 tyranny and lockdown, what happened in the hospitals, and also uh, vaccine injury stories, people who were harmed or tragically had loved ones who died from COVID-19 vaccine injuries. It's absolutely tragic. And amazingly, tomorrow in Rochester, New York, after Bobby and Cox makes her arguments, just literally within walking distance down the street, the Children's Health Defense bus is going to be parked at Bethel Christian Fellowship, also on East Avenue, right down the road. They are going to be there from 1 p.m., I believe, to about 6.30 p.m. People are invited to come and tell their stories on the bus or just support their efforts or gather 
with like-minded Western New York freedom fighters. It's going to be, I'm anticipating the crowd from the rally at the courthouse will probably migrate down to Bethel Christian Fellowship. And it's going to be amazing. Your mom is helping out with some of the organization too, isn't she, Owen? Yeah, she's, um, she's, it's weird because we know a lot of people in the community who have serious vaccine injuries, um, people from our church and just people that we know just horrible stuff and people that are very good people, very nice people, very kind and Christian people who were, who were just at a very, very inconvenient moment. It, it only took one bad decision, one, you know, and, and ignorance, just not knowing and um, their lives have been forever changed. You know, they can't do mm. the things that they used to be able to do. And so um, it's heartbreaking to see. And so what my mom is done is she knows all these people. And so these people who are vaccine injured are calling us, calling my mom because we do stuff like we do natural stuff like essential oils. And there's plenty of ways to naturally treat vaccine injury. And so that's what she's been doing, going to their house and just, you know, trying to help these people out is what we should all be mm. doing. Um, and, uh, you know, their stories are amazing. So we're very excited to be able to compile them into a list, uh, to be able to share. Yes. Well, and they're also talking about the stories of people, uh, nurses and doctors and healthcare workers who were fired because of their unvaccinated status, who lost everything, who had to move out of the state, who had to take multiple jobs just to put food on the table for their families, who lost health insurance and pensions. And it's just tragedy after tragedy. They're taking those stories. So I'm anticipating we're going to have a really great day tomorrow of activism and Mm. Uh, just truth as, as people come out. So huge thank you to um, our good friend, Michael Kane, who is helping organize this, uh, Mary Holland over at Children's Health Defense, um, Polly Tommy, who I hope to meet tomorrow. She's a rock star. And also uh, Pastor Domina over at Bethel Christian Fellowship for providing um, the location for the bus to come where it's going to be very safe and people are going to be able to tell their stories. It's also the lo- location of the Summit for Truth and Wellness on October mm-hmm. 21st. Do you see a theme there with this church, with Pastor Domina and Bethel? Um, I go to Bethel now. They are on fire. They know what time it is. The leadership knows, and they are hosting so many of these important events. Um, but October 21st, it's the Summit for Truth and Wellness at Bethel Christian Fellowship. Please go to summitfortruth.com. That's summitfortruth.com. We are selling tickets and they are going very, very quickly. We're getting people from all over the country. It's because the lineup is unbelievable. Owen Stevens. We have Dr. Robert Malone. We have Dr. Naomi Wolf. We have Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Ryan Cole. And of course, our dear friend, Jeffrey Tucker over at Brownstone Institute. They will be in Rochester, New York, again, on East Avenue at Bethel Christian Fellowship. It's all happening right here. And you can be in the room with these amazing individuals. We are learning about wellness, how to uh, heal from COVID-19 vaccine injury, what is on the horizon, um, how we can fight back. And you're just going to get so much amazing Mm. information. I am, again, always astounded at the caliber of people that are in this movement. I know all of these individuals personally, it's a very intimate event, event, despite you know the capacity at Bethel Christian Fellowship is about 12, 1300 people. At the last Summit for Truth and Wellness, we had over half a million people tune in and view on Rumble and Twitter. 
but it's an intimate event. I mean, you are there, you are meeting uh, these people. The last summit where we welcomed Dr. Peter McCullough, who is just my heart. Um, we, you know, he was out there. I mean, they were out there milling around with everyone during the breaks and talking and chatting and they have their books set up and it's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful event. Yeah. Summitfortruth.com. That's summitfortruth.com. And this is to benefit Americans for healthcare alternatives. They are on a mission. They are going to build a wellness center and eventually a full-scale holistic hospital merging the best of Western medicine with the best of holistic and natural medicine, natural healing. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing agenda. And uh, the proceeds, half of the proceeds go to support AFA. So we're very proud to partner with them and they're going to do it. Let me tell you, it's going to happen. And I think it's going to happen sooner than people think, Owen. I really do. Yeah. Exciting. Yep. All right. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the, it's not, it wasn't super secret. It was Chatham House Rules, the Brownstone Retreat. Um, I'm going to give you the details of this amazing event that happened over the weekend and uh, just giants in our movement and what I learned, what the themes were. And we're also going to talk a little bit more about Bobby and Cox and those quarantine camps and why resistance, refusal to comply is so important and how they fear non-compliance. We're going to take a look at the video of my arrest, which is very relevant in all of this. It shows how close we came to the brown shirts claiming control and, and terrifying people into submission. I think that we moved out of that, but we cannot forget how close we were and we have to continue to fight back. That was the sentiment. That was the overarching umbrella sentiment at the Brownstone retreat. And we're going to get into that as well. So when we come back, we're going to remember that fateful day when I was hauled out <laughs> by the police for the crime of letting my mask slip slightly below, below my nose. We're going to talk about the time they came to my house as well. The uh, It was quite a time and we can never go back there. So we'll be back in a moment to continue on The Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. Later in the week, we are going to welcome uh, an eyewitness to Maui, uh, a resident. Owen, oh, thank you for setting up this interview. Um, absolute catastrophe on the island of Maui. And we are not going to forget them. We're not going to forget that story. Um, but it just reminds you and it reminds me how important it is to always be prepared financially, but even for a medical disaster, a natural disaster. It's why I love the folks over at the wellness company. I just got in the mail. I'm so excited. This is um, their medical emergency kit. Mm. And it's something I purchased this for my family because it has, a, in addition to ivermectin, um, it's one of the only emergency medical kits. It's not a first aid kit. This is for um, prescriptions. So if you get in a situation where there's a lockdown, where there's a natural disaster, even if um, you're camping with your family, if you're an avid outdoorsman or camper, um, they have prescription medications for a variety of um, common illnesses that if you don't have access to a doctor and you don't have time to go get to, to get the prescriptions, um, they're all included in this, this kit. I mean, they can treat everything from um, nausea and vomiting to uh, scabies to sinusitis, strep throat, skin infections, tetanus, 
tick exposure, tonsillitis with a variety of um, prescriptions. And it is, in terms of peace of mind, it's absolutely wonderful. And just to have ivermectin on hand is just, I mean, amazing. And so it's uh, it's surprisingly easy. If you go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com, getwellwithshannonjoy.com, besides like loving that company, I love everyone in that company, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, who I got to meet at the Brownstone retreat. He's amazing, brilliant. Um, Chief scientific officers over at the wellness company, uh, the Brain Trust over there is astounding. And they have the best best products, um, telemedicine services, and also this amazing kit. Go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com, getwellwithshannonjoy.com. You order the kit. Then you have a 15-minute consultation with one of their medical doctors where they set you up with your prescriptions and then they send you the kit. And they also has a medical guide and also a consultation if, you know, so if you need to treat something and you need to use something in the kit, then you can obviously consult with one of the telemed doctors. It's just amazing. Get well with shannonjoy.com. Get well with, with shannonjoy.com. We're so thankful to have them as sponsors of the show. So let's do this. Let's talk about, let's remember, because again, the... We, the theme of the Brownstone retreat, Owen, really was like all hands on deck, gird up your loin. There were th- a couple themes that we're going to get to, but all hand on hands on deck, gird up your loins. We are nowhere near out of the woods. This is not over. And you just mentioned in the break that the CDC just approved <laughs> the next round of COVID-19 vaccines, right? Yeah. And yeah. so- What do you think of that? What, what what do you think of the fact that the, you know, previous, think about this, the previous vaccines that didn't even have the FDA approval, that they were actually emergency authorized, like emergency authorized, but now we're moving into the fully FDA approved vaccines. What What's very odd to me that you even would need, I mean, it, it's just shocking to see that the, that the data is, doesn't matter. The, the data, the death mm. data, think about this. The pig, uh, it was a swine flu vaccine, was pulled after 12 deaths, and there's reported over 40,000 deaths at 1% reporting. So it's way more than that, and yeah. it's still being rolled out, and the FDA is approving it. This, well, if this me, doesn't shatter me, your trust yeah, in yeah. this system completely, then nothing else they, will. They want- Want this? They need this. Western civilization needs to topple in order for their new 21st century agenda to play out. Right? Um, You own nothing. You have nothing, and you'll be happy because we're going to tell you what to do. You will be in a 15 minute city. You will be eating bugs. You will be perpetually sick because the economy is necessarily built on the human being as being the center point. Right? They need to get you sick. And then make you well, but making you well makes you even sicker. So they have to keep you sick in a perpetual cycle of sickness. This is why they are turning malls into healthcare facilities. Yeah, this is. And and so they need this. It's because, and these were all of the themes, you know, let, let me, let's, let's talk about the, let's talk about the, the Brownstone retreat. Uh, It was essentially, first of all, you know, what was it? Jeffrey Tucker brought together um, 36 people from across the country and the world and everything, I mean, you name it, um, medical doctors, scientists, philosophers, poets, journalists, economists, ethicists, 
tech gurus, gurus, researchers, disruptors, organizers, benefactors, right? A lot of them with Ivy League credentials. I mean, this was a, a think tank type of scenario um, where the rules really were uh, Chatham House rules, essentially to maximize the discourse and also candor, right? So Chatham House rules mean um, it's not a secret meeting. So I can tell you who was there. We can talk about a lot of the co topics that were discussed, but um, everyone presents or a lot of people present and then there's discussion and it's it's very unstructured. It is, uh, it's designed to get people just constantly talking. And we were there for two and a half days. I mean, full wow. days of presenting and then debating and then discussing and then collaborating. Um, we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. I mean, it was, uh, it was an amazing event. It's like and, the opposite uh, but, of what the um, globalists do with their Operation yes. Dark Winter, where they get everybody around yes. a table. This is like the good guys. That, and it's this scripted, is our meeting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, um, I mean, it is the wild, wild west. And Jeffrey Tucker's just tickled. He loves that. He loves the whole thing because he like, he just puts us all in a pot and stirs us up. And then like the discourse is just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So Chatham House rules means that you just can't, because people, you know, these are high profile people. So they don't want to know that someone's like video recording them or, yeah or tweeting out what they're saying. So you can discuss anything, any topics that were discussed, the people were there. You just can't quote them or say that they were the ones who said it, right? And so that that way the ideas get out into the general population. The ideas can be can be, you know, put out by platforms like my own, but people don't have to worry about being out and he he wanted candor. He wanted people to get up and say what they really thought about things. And, you know, without the threat of, you know, being taken out of context or being blown up. And so that's the, those are the Chatham house rules. That's Question? interesting. I mean, yeah. I would never, I would always, I'm the kind of person, I don't, I think you're probably the same where everything that I say, like, I want my stamp of like my name on it. Like I said that and I want everybody to know that yeah. I said it because I'm not ashamed to have said it. And, um, right. But that then again, you've got people who have positions at universities, positions at some of the highest mm -hmm. prestigious places. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah. we live in a world where you can't always do that. You know, there, there are actual well, and, repercussions. And, and we're also professionals at this, at at speaking, delivering. We've you know, when you think about a, a side like the, it, this, it's not their wheelhouse. And so things can be so easily taken out of That's context. And that's a good point. So it's, you know, I think it's, it, it's a brilliant, it's, it's not for every, I mean, we're, you know, we're going to have the summit for truth and wellness where people are going to stand up and they're going to make presentations and they're going to mm -hmm. put their stamp of approval on it and you're going to learn from them. And so, you know, this was really just to, um, to like turn up to basically just like turn the soil and get ideas right. out there. And everyone, I mean, the, the, um, the themes, if if I were to identify a couple of themes from this amazing event, and mm -hmm. by the way, I mean, uh, unbelievable people. We had Dr. Aaron Cariotti, Dr. Harvey Reich was there, David Bell, Toby Rogers, um, um, Mary Holland of Children's Health Defense was there. We had Jan Yakalek. He's the editor-in-chief of the Epic Times. He's amazing. I mean, these That's people cool. were just amazing. Scott Moorfield from Town Hall. 
um, Chris Martinson. I mean, just huge names. And the linking themes, I mean, what 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 we saw there, first and foremost, these were early adapters. Everyone yeah. there knew very early on in the spring of 2020 that something was very, very wrong. And every person in that room lost an enormous amount, whether it was money or uh, relationships, reputation. And there was a real trauma there. You got the sense. I mean, people in that room and across the country, again, these people were reflective of all of you. Um, there was a lot of discussion about, about the, the trauma of, of losing so much. I mean, these people stood up and they stood out and they were very courageous. Um, but there was definitely like a trauma bond there where those of us, and it was a remnant, uh, Oh, and, and that's not to say that people who have come to understanding and awakening and enlightening, like we welcome you in. But in that time, it was it was a probably 20% of the country, maybe 25%, 30%. I yeah. would say it's probably the people who didn't get vaccinated. Yeah. You know, what, what um, um topics in particular stood out to you with the Browns? Any any particular conversation that really, man, stood out? So we did, we hit everything. There was a lengthy discussion on central banking, digital currency, Oof. lengthy discussion, great presentations from, and these are people who wrote the books. I mean, the people in that room are the people who wrote the books. Wow. And um, the the consensus in the room was that uh, central banking, digital currency is right around the corner and they're going to do it. They're going to go for it. It will be in the context of an emergency. So it's going to be likely an economic emergency. We're going to see, we we see all the writing on the wall. We know about the debt, the deficit, the falling apart of our economic systems, the crushing of small to medium-sized businesses, the amount of money that was dumped into Dude. massive corporations, billionaires' yeah. pockets. I mean, the tra the transfer of wealth was extraordinary. So um, long discussion on CBDCs and and how to escape out of that. There's we had discussions about, and these are all people, by the way, I went shopping. I said to Jeffrey, I said, you've basically taken care of my show prep for the next month. I'm like, I'll take you. I'll take you. I'll take you. So these guys are all going to be on the show. We've all, I mean, they're going to, awesome. you're going to, you guys are, these topics we are going to be covering on the Shannon Joy show and these guests are going to be coming in. But, um, uh, Aaron Bell was, I mean, mind blowing. Say, so, but central banking, uh, digital currency, and how to escape. Right? What do we need to do? Mm. Bitcoin, gold, um, gold back IRAs, gold like a, you know, a, companies like Augusta Gold, right? Um, all kinds of discussions about how to escape that. Also, uh, Twitter files, the scope of the surveillance and the censorship in 2020. Amazing presentation from um, Andrew Lowenthal on the Twitter files. I mean, he's a rock star. He's going to be on the show as well. Um, the, the scope of the censorship and how localized it was. Yeah. Okay. How, how the apparatus that they set up to propagandize, to censor, and to smash people at the local level, very um, narrow focus. It was extraordinary. We talked about the economic impact. We obviously talked about um, the vaccines and the toxicity, discussions about that. Um, every every um, topic you can imagine. And, um, you know, one of the other major themes, though, huge theme was that, you know, this is we are at war. Um, 2020 was a coup d'etat. 
Um, we cannot move on without a reckoning and justice. We can't let the political cycle churn and burn without Democrats or Republicans addressing this. That was a strong theme in the room. Um, and yeah. just, you know, yeah, I mean, also there was a reflection on um, the remnant as a whole. So those of you watching the show today, and the people who make up the, the movement that that we have that is raging against the gaslighting right now of our politicians pretending that this isn't happening, right? Trump quadrupling down, quadruple quadruple millioning down last week, right? Saying again that his policies were great, 2020 lockdown, so on and so forth. Um, the raging against that, but the 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 movement itself, right? Mm -hmm. What do we call this medical freedom movement? These people who met at in Connecticut at the Brownstone Retreat, and those of you watching, um, it, you know, tonight, those of you who are going to join us tomorrow in Rochester, New York, for these amazing events at uh, on East Avenue of of fighting, continuing the fight back against this. Um, how different it is. There were people from the left. And people from the right. Yeah. Old, it, this is something that's young, cutting across those divides, which is why it's going to be a really, really interesting divide. issue. And I, it's why that I, I really do think that everybody needs to pay attention to how they're naming these new COVIDs that are coming out. Did you know that the new virus name is Pyrola, which is a slang vulgar word for penis? And um, it's 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 nuts. And then the Eris variant. Eris is the Greek god of discord and strife. And so what we're witnessing right now that's why they're naming them these things this is that's what they're just effing with us they're just, they're just totally effing around. with us that's what it that's what they mean and it's it's shocking to see how you know this is yep. i believe that i actually am a lot more encouraged you know in hearing that there's meetings yeah. taking place and people discussing this kind of these these things but you know i really do think of it as a pure blood movement that's really what i think about about it as and that's going to yeah. sound really bad to a lot of people you know talking about pure blood but it's true and not to yeah, say that I don't love, unvaccinated. I don't love that terminology. Yeah, not I don't to say that it. unvaccinated people aren't a part. Of, yeah. uh, uh, vaccinated people aren't a part of that because they absolutely are. There's a purity that we're chasing. That's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Not that not whether you've been vaccinated yeah. or unvaccinated, but there's a level of purity about. Are you going to let this these people corrupt you or, or, or defile you? Yeah. That's the thing. We're we're yes. we're battling defilement right. and we're trying to save yeah. our purity as people to be it, unaltered yeah. by the genetic editing. So that's absolutely it is all very it, it is all very biblical. I'm I'm yeah. not like disagreeing with you. And but there were a lot of people in that room who were vaccinated. There are a lot of people right. in that room who were vaccinated. And it doesn't so it's not about it's, their vaccinated status, it's about the ideology. What it's about coming to terms with what's happened. And, you know, right. that that purity of soul, that purity of heart that yeah. you are yeah. not going to be defiled again. That's what's awakening yeah. in our. Well, country. and let me tell you, yeah, they they never they never will again. I mean, right. um, but so, yeah, you know, old, young, all socioeconomic demographics, right, left, Republicans, Democrats. I mean, even like the scope of education, like. You know, I, I'm here with, you know, Ivy Leaguers feeling like a big dummy. I just listened. I didn't present. I just sat and I took notes after notes after notes after notes. And um, just amazing. Just amazing. And it does give you, there was the theme of of despair, right? At Yeah. Because the people in that room understand 
the scope of the tragedy, the death and destruction, the Holocaust, the, the, the genocide that has already happened in our hospitals, in our nursing homes, and the bodies that are piling up of vaccine injured and vaccine dead. Um, there is a heaviness and a weight to that knowledge, to, to the knowledge of, of evil, of, of how evil this thing had to have been to result in so much senseless, senseless killing, the, the yeah. killing protocols in hospitals. And, and then feeling and so like it's this, in your body the, at all times. Like there's an evil in yeah. you that's working. That's yeah. a terrifying thing. Yep. We're blessed to not yep. have that if you're unvaccinated. Yeah. yeah. But there, there was a sense of heaviness, but not even just with vax unvax. It's with the knowledge of the evil that happened even before the vaccines came out, the right. the hospitals, the kill protocols, the nursing homes, the, the scope of the human tragedy. That's what I'm trying to say at the event. Right. Okay. There was a despair there in that knowledge and in the knowledge of what's coming, right? Because the vaccines are still injuring people. Even six months to 12 months post-vaccine, there is you know autoimmune issues that are happening of people who were previously vaccinated as their bodies are just trying to stave off all these new infections and they just continue to break down. So there's this knowledge of coming tragedy, this knowledge of um, you know, they're gonna throw more at us, they're gonna do the economic thing to us and try to move us into the CBDCs. And so there's there is a sense of despair there, but also a great sense of hope right? Because we were there even talking about it. So it was just um, such yeah. a rich event and uh, so thankful to be there. So thankful to Jeffrey Tucker for putting this together. He delights in truth. Jeffrey Tucker is a really important person. He just, he delights in, in candor and in truth. Um, he's not a big ego and um, it was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. I can't say enough good things about it. All right. When we come back, yeah. we're going to finish off the show and talk about um, what they're planning, why we have to fight back. And we have to run that. We have to play the video of my arrest because um, it's making me, people were very interested in my arrest. That was the one interesting thing that I had to bring they, yeah. to the, this whole meeting was <laughs> the cops coming to my house and being arrested for the mask. And people were just fascinated by the stories. So we're going to remember that when we come back on the Shannon Joy Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of the Shannon Joy Show. Augusta Precious Metals, by Mm -hmm. the way, like I said, we talked about... um, the coming economic collapse, it's going to come. Doesn't mean you have to freak out and go chicken little and run around with your head cut off. It means you just want to prepare, okay? And there are lots of ways. When we were discussing preparation brownstone at the brownstone retreat, some of the economists, they were talking about gold and silver, physical gold and silver, but also shifting things around um, in your retirement. And this is what they do over Augusta Precious Metal. They specialize in gold IRAs. So I want to um, invite all of you to text J-O-Y to 68592. That is J-O-Y to 68592. Um, they will send you a free gold guide. You can get all the information that you need. See if you qualify for a one-on-one web conference. I've done the conference myself. I was blown away by how non-pressure they were in terms of sales tactics. They did not pressure. They were all about education and they were unbelievably knowledgeable about everything and anything that has to do with gold. They answered all of my questions and they can help you find out if you are ready to 
begin investing in physical gold and silver as part of your IRA. It's actually quite simple, the process, but this is a self-directed, completely private account because gold cannot be tracked like digital currencies. And that was a, a discussion, right? There are a lot of people who love the Bitcoin and the digital currency as kind of an unregulated check against the fiat currency. And there are a lot of people who also really liked the physical gold and silver and the, the uh, gold-backed IRAs. And so we came to the conclusion that like, let's do everything but the kitchen sink. Like all of it is good. You know, none of it is necessarily bad. It's better to have everything diversified. And so this is one way that you can diversify. Um, they can't print more gold or silver. And that's just the bottom line. So text JOY to 68592, JOY to 68592, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. We are so thankful. Could not bring this show to you guys every day. We couldn't um, afford the production and everything that it takes to put this show together without our sponsors. So if you are considering gold in an IRA, make sure if you want to support the Shannon Joy Show, it helps us out if you go and check them out. So text J-O-Y to 68592. Also the folks over at Wellness Company as well. Um, I love them. We're so thankful for them. And uh, that's the Shannon or it, that's getwellwithshannonjoy.com. Okay. Oh, and Stevens, final, mm -hmm. final segment of the Shannon Joy Show. Let's play your arrest. Everything? Let, we got to play this arrest video because it's shocking yes. to see. And I, you know, I remember when it was on Facebook live, like, I mean, I remember when I was like seeing it happen when, when my mom called me, she's like, Shannon Joy got arrested. I was like, what? For what? And well, so, yeah, it was well, crazy. And so let's set this up. Here's the context. Okay. Bobby and Cox is going to be here in Rochester tomorrow fighting against quarantine camps, AKA concentration camps, AKA they can come in, seize you out of your bed here in New York state and shove you in a concentration camp for an indefinite amount of time, according to the New York state regulations, as they are the ones that Kathy Hochul wants to defend tomorrow on appeals court. Okay. This is the epitome of the brown shirts, the Gestapo, uh, a complete lack of due process, the obliteration of the Constitution. We've seen the governor of New Mexico is declaring guns, you know, concealed carry to be illegal, completely outside of the Constitution. And thank God the good people of New Mexico are fighting back and refusing to comply. By the way, here's for context, Owen. In New Mexico, the response to that governor's decree that she's canceling concealed carry yeah. because of violence in her cities. All right. Um, gun owners have shown up to the Capitol with full carry. They are coming to the Capitol with their guns fully armed. So there's an act of defiance there, an act of noncompliance. And even more importantly, Owen, mm -hmm. the police in New Mexico, as of tonight, as this show airs, are not arresting them. So the police are refusing to comply with unjust, unconstitutional decrees, orders, regulations from an out-of-control governor, okay? There's your context. What happened in 2021 in terms of my resistance and my, my platform, right, was completely the opposite. An out-of-control governor, first Andrew Cuomo, then Kathy Hochul, with these outrageous quarantine regulations, outrageous masking laws, which were never really laws. They were all executive orders done under emergency authority, which, by the way, the New Mexico governor is doing as well. Do you see how they want this? 
It's they keep try they keep trotting these out as trial balloons. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, that's what the New Mexico thing is. They want to know what people are going to do. They want to see what you're going to do. Are you going to comply or are you going to fight back? And let me tell you, they fear noncompliance more than anything else. The act of refusing to comply is more important than voting. It's more important than writing a check to your favorite politician. It is the it is the single most important thing that Americans can do. And they wanted to smash that. And so to set this up in 2021, oh, and I was a complete rabble rouser. I mean, I think I went on the air. I had a small platform at the time. It's much bigger now than it was when all of this started three years ago. But I used my platform and my national audience. And I said, two weeks, the day of the executive order for masking, I told my audience, I am not complying with this, period. You are not going to see me in a mask at the airport. You're not going to see me in the ma in a mask at the grocery store, at the mall, at the dollar store, at the gas station. It's not going to happen. Let me tell you, I made good on most of those promises. There were a few isolated incidences where I would wear a mask, but I was also with my platform and this microphone incredibly critical of our health commissioner, Mike Mendoza, and the contact tracing. And so to set up the arrests, you know, um, in the spring of 2021, I secretly recorded, which is legal in New York state, but because I felt intimidated and cornered mm -hmm. by a contact tracer, an agent of Monroe County, um, they were trying to quarantine my daughter, my 11 year old daughter who was pinned at being a practice that she wasn't at and therefore exposed to COVID-19. And so they were harassing me for like a week, the contact tracers calling, 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 calling. I wouldn't answer their phones. Finally, I answered, ran it up to like the top contract tra tracer, ended up having a conversation with her. And I said, listen, my daughter was not at this practice. She was never exposed to COVID-19 and I'm not going to lock her in her room, quarantine her, which is imprisonment without due process, no proof. She doesn't have COVID and she wasn't even at the practice that you guys are saying she's at. So this contact tracer, Owen, mm -hmm. says to me, well, you know, we can send the police to your house, right? Yeah. Like threatening to send police to my house. And so that snowballed, I ended up recording her because I was frightened and um, I ended up playing that recording. I embarrassed her. I played that recording on my show that night, 12 hours later, who showed up at my home? Two armed police officers, from the Fair, one from the Fairport Police Department, one from Monroe County Sheriff's Office, and two agents of the state contact tracers to bang on my door, terrify my daughter on that spring day and my family. And hand deliver the quarantine order. Okay. So that was the first time they intimidated. They tried to intimidate me, I think, and also suppress my first amendment freedom of the press. Right. I mean, they didn't like me because I was criticizing them. Well, fast forward to mm -hmm. the fall and, you know, that was a whole thing. We sued them and that's still going through the courts, by the way. So I've sued the Monroe County Sheriff, the Fairport Police Department, Mike Mendoza, the Monroe County Department of Health and Monroe County. So we're working our way through that, okay? Because we don't back down. But we continued here in Monroe County to stand up. And, and it's interesting after having a conversation with the sheriff about like, how can you do this? How can you like use police force in this way? Um, he promised me, the sheriff Baxter of Monroe County, that they would never um, arrest me again or they would never send, try to intimidate me again. Well, fast forward a couple months and 
we are desperately as parents trying to organize to get the school board, the schools open and the masks off of the children. And so we were packing those school board meetings for months after mm -hmm. months. And we were getting more and more parents. They were speaking out and standing up. And that just wasn't okay. Wasn't okay for the school board. Again, I was using my microphone. I was organizing and activating parents and we were getting close. The whole mission was to get those filthy, filthy rags off of the children's faces in the schools and the schools just would refuse to do so. And that began a rash. My arrest began a rash of arrests across Monroe County. I want to say three, four, maybe five parents and grandparents were arrested. And you guys remember across the country, there were arrests of parents at school board meetings. Why? Because <laughs> the school boards wanted to maintain control. I want and so to be this arrested. is what we're fighting against. What? Well, I well, want to be I mean, like, that's what I want. Like, arrest me. Lock me up. Like, that's, uh, listen, we got to find joy in it somewhere because this is our yeah. future. We, we got to find right. the joy, okay? Right. If they're going to arrest you for not right. muzzling yourself like a dog, then it's comedy. Mm -hmm. It's comedy yeah. at that point, and it's a joke in theater. Mm -hmm. So that's what we can treat it like. Yeah. It's not real. But this is why, because they like they want to use police force. And I experienced this is why it means so much to me because I experienced it in my life like twice, right? And it was uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. And let's go, let's go to the the video because I don't think anyone has seen. It's a, just a short two minute video, but it just puts into yeah. context like. Quarantine camps, Gestapo, brown shirts, like illegally using the police yeah. to, to violate individuals' constitutional, constitutional rights. We were there. We were so close to tipping over that edge and they want to do it again. And hopefully this will be a, a reminder to everyone. And hopefully it will encourage you guys to show up tomorrow at 50 East Avenue and join us because the, we got so close here in New York state and they want to, they want to retain this power. So let's go to that clip of let's my arrest, clip, yeah. a different angle. Okay. Let's go to the beginning and so right now I'm talking, I'm Facebook living, you can tell. This is from my mask slipping below my nose. For half a second. Here who are applauding. The cops here who are now going to, I suppose, arrest us for wearing your mask on the nose. So, so are you gonna are you gonna put your hands on me? Okay. So I would like to know what crime I committed. If you're going to put your, this is on Facebook Live right now. We have officer. This is the Monroe County Police Department. And this officer, your name, sir, Henderson. Um, oh my gosh. They are now. They have their hands on me now. They have their hands on me now. Okay. They have their hands on me now. And I guess this is the way it is now. Where's Monica? Shame on everybody that clapped. Mm hmm. That was deceptive too, Owen. So here, this is all Facebook Live right now. No, this is insane. All right, my phone. They've seized my phone. Where's my crime? Where's my crime? Four. Four cops. You can't see all four of them. flag in my yard to see this kind of shit. It's not. I can't believe you were. 
You guys, she's just trying to stand up for her right. She's not even biting you guys. That hurts. Let's stand back. Let's stand back. Let's let let them listen. You guys, she's not even biting you. You know, she's just making her opinion. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? And when that happens, everybody, I don't know, like some some people haven't been in situations where stuff like that's happening to you. You have like a hit because uh, I've been in a lot of those situations. It The nerves and it like feels like everything's fuzzy and you're like, like, and are your breathing is slowing? Did that happen to you? Well, Did you get that I, rush? I mean, it almost that crazy like, feeling? like I, the, 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 I, I don't often I, I'm not often fearful. I guess I guess what I want the audience just to understand with this um I'd say even more so than that arrest. That arrest um was not fun by the way and it was no. not enjoyable and it was embarrassing, humiliating my family, my husband, my kids. It was it was pretty awful. Um but when they came to my house with the cops, what went through my mind was they can take my daughter they they can they can t- are they going to bring this to a judge and bring cps in and and seize my children it was it was a visceral fear that was when i first got hooked up with hogan willig and my attorneys they're now tiveron law um and thank god for them because in the spring they said shannon we've got your back i mean we've got you we you know we're, and i couldn't be as bold as i am if i didn't have them yeah um that you know in my corner but i was t- terrified yeah terrified because the 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 police the the sheriff the the government the courts how was i to believe that the courts yeah. would would protect me in this time everything was like so and so there really was i i want to you know we look back at it and by the way the the clapping it was a little bit deceptive it was in where that camera was it was in that corner there were like a handful of like screaming banshees women in red shirts that they bust in most people were yeah no most of the people there were um horrified what they were horrified by it yeah and And what you said um, about cps is a good point because you know i've we had a neighbor report my siblings because they weren't vaccinated and CPS showed up at my mother's door and asked, you know, are your kids okay? They're not vaccinated. This is a real thing, everybody, where Child Protective Services, yeah. you know, you can have neighbors reporting on you in America right now to try to take your kids away because of not vaccinating or not masking or not following COVID yeah. protocols. This is what they want to bring back. Yeah. And it's just so scary. Well, and it was all it was all very focused. They they focused on me because I had the largest platform. And so in Monroe County and in you know Western New York, we we really did. It was not just me. It was it was, I mean, so many people who stood up and who spoke out. And you know, at the at the Brownstone Institute retreat, they were very interested. I mean, everyone had a different level of ac- expertise there, but they were lo- interested in our activism and and the mechanism of our activism here in Western New York and Buffalo and Rochester and, and because you didn't really see that across the country. It was in pockets that you would see, you know, people really resisting, but um they wanted to make an example out of me in that day. And, and in some ways they succeeded, right? Because I can tell you the school board meetings went from having a hundred people packed every month to seven of us, six of us, you know? So they really? did send the signal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's people didn't want to be arrested. That sucks. Well, that's but our that's fault. okay. 
it's, it's, it's That's not okay. the general public. It's uncomfortable for, they see someone like me get arrested and they don't want to be that person. And they see how humiliated I was. Now, on the other hand, we sued them too. And, yeah. um, I, you know, I'm not at liberty to discuss the lawsuit, but yeah. we, you know, we sued them. And so, you know, the, the good and the bad came out of it. My, my platform was, I mean, they meant they did not expect me to Facebook live it. And that was the big, because it went viral, right? What they wanted was to arrest me, to humiliate me. And then the mainstream news media would create the narrative. This mother was, you know, what riled up and she was terrible and she was arrested and they were going to, they were going to spin it in the way that they wanted to spin it. When I Facebook lived it, we took control of the media cycle, the news yeah. cycle. It went viral before they could get to it. And people were outraged. They were rightfully outraged. And it ended up, you know, landing on Megyn Kelly. And we got, a, you know, Daily Wire carried it. PJ Media carried it. And The Blaze carried it. And it was, you know, awesome. a whole thing. Um, so, you know, it ended, it ended up working out all right. And I love, I mean, I love showing that because here I am, I'm still standing. I'm not dead. I'm not ruined. It's, you know, it's, it, it's not comfortable. You don't like it, but the point is we have to stand up we, we have to be ready for this because it's not over. There's going to be another emergency. There's good, whatever it is that they can do. And believe me, the military, I, I reported on, um, a military, um, trade magazine, essentially, it was like, you know, one of those military industrial complex, you know, trade magazines. And, and they basically were quoting from generals saying like the next economic, the, the next economic disaster, it, we are going to declare a national emergency. We're going to have a military response to it. Yeah. Right. Remember FDR confiscated gold. He confiscated gold. So they went in and took gold by force. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, so we've got to be ready, gird up your loins and be ready because it's not going to be a political election or a campaign or a politician or the Senate or the House of Representatives or a judge. It's going to have to be we the people. And we have enough people, 30%. I am so thrilled about the good people of New Mexico who are marching to that governor's office and they have their guns and they're peaceful. And I am so proud of the police officers who have resisted falling into the trap and and uh following the orders of an illegal and unconstitutional executive. So we got a lot of work to do, but it's going to start tomorrow. We went long today on the show. Sorry, Owen. Okay. We're going to have some more time once we get into the live 11 a.m. We're probably going to have some more time constraints, of course. Um you know, we'll figure everything out, but yeah, I thought it was important today. I wanted to get, you know, we have a lot going on with the show and, you know, a lot of big stuff happening tomorrow. Again, I want to meet you guys all. Make sure, you know, if you are within the sound of my voice, take the day off from work tomorrow, hop in your car, drive an hour, drive two hours, 9 a.m., 50 East Avenue, Rochester, New York. I want to meet all of you. This is our time. We have the opportunity. The The 30% unvaccinated in this country, which makes up the remnant, which makes up the, the medical freedom movement, which is going to be, in my opinion, the cornerstone of the next political and cultural movement in this country. This is uniquely American. They couldn't do this in Canada, 95% vaccine rate. They couldn't do it in Australia. They couldn't do it in New Zealand. They couldn't do it in Israel. They couldn't do it in the UK or Germany or France. It is uniquely American what we did. We accomplished something extraordinary in 2021 with our resistance 
And you guys did this from across the country. It's not over, but yeah. we have the numbers. We have the remnant, right? Yeah. So we got a lot. And to do. everybody that failed the first time, you now have a second chance. So don't screw up. That's right. Yeah. Don't screw up. They're running scared. They are terrified of non-compliance. That's what it is. And we're seeing it in the airports. Not many people are masking in the malls and the grocery stores. I'm not seeing, I'm seeing masks. Not very many. Right? And let's start calling no out the discussion. people who are masking. Let's start calling them out and saying, hey, <laughs> Can we please? do you know what acute hypoxia is? Do you know what that is? Do you know that this doesn't make any sense? Like that maybe should be how we treat people who are living like that. It's embarrassing. Uh, yes. Take the filthy rags off your face. Okay. Yeah. Take the filthy, disgusting, bacteria-laden, yeah. germ-laden rags off of your face and breathe. All right. This is, yes, All right, Owen Stevens. Right. Thank you so much for yeah. producing the show. I'm so excited for all the new things that are happening. We'll be back again tomorrow to do it all again right here on the Shannon Joy Show. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.